Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Well, welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I'm your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, man. How's it going? Uh, good news to you, getting your uh, master bathroom started to work on right now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. On the other side of this wall is a restroom, and we've been working on our house for quite a while now. The last piece of it is the bathroom. We had some water damage in there, some leaks, and and so we do have a couple of people in there retiling some stuff. So if you hear some weird noises or power tools in the background, you wonder what it is. Yeah. That's what's happening, or someone just randomly right. speaking, and you can hear them. That's that's what's going on. But uh, it's they're here six days a week, so we can't avoid that. But but yeah, man, we're getting close, getting all that stuff buttoned up and back together. I know Angel's going to be happy about it. We can actually put our clothes back in our closets, and all that stuff's been scattered around the room. You know, I mean, around the house. Mm-hmm. Of course, third world problems, right? But. But it'll be nice to have those things done. First world problems. Did I say third world. You I did. meant first it's world. Right. <laughs> I meant first world problems. Yeah. Anyway, again, here we are recording on a Saturday morning, so that's right. <laughs> I don't think either one of us have woken up, and I don't, I don't have uh, the the um, the the cheat sheet that everybody else does because I don't drink coffee, so I don't have a way to really wake myself up in the morning. Um, so it just has to happen naturally <laughs> for me. Right. Slap across the face. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, I guess that go. would work too. <laughs> I don't think it would feel pleasant, but that would. I guess it would do oh. the trick. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'm sure Angel yeah, would be glad to help with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, Angel's in here again, uh, helping us yes, record you, and start Angela. the show. So thank yeah. you for that, Angela. Um, today's my son's birthday, by the way, too. Jacob right. just turned 13 today. So, and it's just, time flies, dude. Like I, when I, I just was, I'm happy because he's becoming, you know, a young man, but at the same time I'm, I was looking through pictures, um, yesterday of him when he was younger and I'm like, Oh, I want that fat, cuddly, like toddler mm. back. <laughs> it was just, just wanted to be with you every second. Right. You know, he's in that stage now where he's just. You know, apparently his room is everything in the world. Right. So, fortunate solitude as we all were when our kid. We yeah, were yeah, yeah. There's no '80s posters of bands and, yeah. <laughs> and tape decks up there, though. But, but no, uh, you know, just for you all out there, if you'd say a prayer for Jacob and, you know, and uh, we're just wishing him a happy birthday. I love that little boy a lot, and he means a lot to to Angel and I, of course. So, happy birthday, Jacob! I'm glad to be back in here, man. There's been so much going on. Uh, you know, we've. Got some more ga- engagements coming up in November, so I'm going to um, I'm going to where am I going first? I'm going to the men's conference in Tucson uh, this coming weekend, November fourth through the fifth. So if you're in the Tucson area, uh, within a couple of hours or something, come and join us. They've got a great men's conference there. Um, you know, we're gonna it's myself and Hector Molina, the Mode Evangelist, they call him, speaking. I've never spoken with Hector before, but we are friends, so I'm excited for that. Uh, that'll happen on the fifth there um, that Saturday. Then a couple speaking engagements coming up, too. I'll be speaking at the University of Kentucky to the students there. And then also we have a parish mission and men's group implementation coming up in Jasper, Indiana at Precious Blood, uh, November the 18th and 19th, I believe. It's the weekend before Thanksgiving starts. So three opportunities to come out and see me. I would love to see you and meet you. So please do that if you're in the area. Um, Victor, one thing I've been working on here lately, you know, we talked about this. Angela started grad school and. Um, you know, all of a sudden, some of the trips here at the end of the year that we were doing, the missions and things like that, have mm-hmm. subsided. And at first, I was wondering, I was like, Lord, that's what helps us support the ministry. Like, what's going on with that? And, you know, as, as Angela got into school, I think it was a little bit more than what she anticipated it being. And she's doing a fantastic job. But 
you know, she's got the concerns that that time is taking her away from, from family. And, you know, she's got a full-time job too. So she's got a lot on her and I was praying about it. And I was like, man, this, the Lord wants me here, right? Like he wants me here right now to be able to take the kids to school, to, to cook, to clean, to do all those things to help that, that so she doesn't have to feel like that's something else she has to do. Right. And to be here for, you know, in her stress so that I'm not out of town when mm-hmm. she needs somebody. And so, um, I was worried about those things at first until I realized that the Lord has his providence, right. And, and has timing for everything. So what I've really been doing over the last you know month or so, you know, really since she started and events started kind of falling off. I know November's busy, as I just said, but beyond that, um, is, is, is working on another piece of the ministry. You know, Victor, honestly, we fundraising uh, has never been something that I've had time to do because as a one man deal, as far as behind the scenes running the ministry and you know everything from you know bouncing your QuickBooks and all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, I've been running that just because we're we're still sort of a startup ministry. So um, there hasn't been a lot of time for fundraising other than just asking on the podcast or or you know maybe having an event here or there. So I've been sitting around in Memphis uh, in my free time going to lunch with people and inviting them into the ministry and. Asking them to become mission partners, you know, um, you know, a year or two ago when we were just doing the podcast, uh, we enjoyed that obviously, but now we have a greater mission the Lord's called us to, and it's this implementation of these men's ministries and groups, and and you know, we continue to get letters and emails in about those from deacons and priests and DREs and men that have started them that are just talking about like, man, this is what our parish needed, and if you want this done, bring John in, and um, and so I hope we get many more opportunities to do that because it's what the world needs. I mean, Stefanik even sent a video that said, you know, to the church, you know, speaking to everybody watching, he said, push John along because mm-hmm. this is a, a man with a focus and with a gift and, and, uh, and an idea of that it's really going to help the church get its men back. And so I appreciate that from Chris. It really meant a lot coming from somebody like him. I say all that because the missions are a big part of it obviously and we want to do those we want to do two a month next year if we can so if you're interested in a mission if you're interested in starting a men's ministry if you want something where you can be real something like victor and i talk about on this show all the time then then go to our website to event uh, events at book john go in there click the men's thing fill out the form and just get you know let me call you let's talk about it it may be a good fit it may not but it's not just for places that haven't started that, that don't have one it's also for ones that have lost their way or COVID messed it up or they're looking for a refresh. We can help you with all of that. We're going to bring the structure. We're going to give talks. We're going to get the Paris jazzed up. And then I'm going to continue to walk with you. I mean, I'm still walking with groups here in Memphis that we started and all over the country. And we're building our website out to be able to continue to help with that in different ways. But the other piece that we need is the fundraising piece. You know, I looked in uh, the the smallest portion of, of things that come at revenue that comes in the ministry to help us, uh, continue to do this is our donations. Uh, it's less than $2,000 a month. I'll be honest with you. And a lot of that is because I've never really asked. I, I haven't taken the time to go out there and build those relationships and, and fundraising is hard. You know, I want to talk about Jesus. I don't want to sit around and talk to people about, about, uh, funds. But the thing is now with this mission and, and, and seeing what the Lord is doing with it, we're, we're not asking people for money. We're inviting you into a mission. Like so many people say, how do I evangelize? I want to affect people in my world. There's people in my life that I want to know Christ. Well, that's what we're doing. And if you're a fan of this, then support what we're doing and help us get it out there more. You know, we're not all called to go and, and stand on a milk crate downtown saying the world's ending, right? And, and you need to come to know Jesus. There's people that were born to do that. And there's others who who are just, um, or who are supposed to, to evangelize in other ways, you know, whether that's through time, talent, treasure, whatever it is. But, um, what we're doing is is putting a hat in hand right now and just saying, hey, 
we need monthly supporters. You know, we need to know that when when we don't have missions, when we don't have merchandise sales, all those things, that we've got other stuff coming in that helps us continue to grow. It's not just about sustaining. We want to get bigger, and we want to bring people in and hire them and really expand this to where we can make a huge impact instead of taking a long time to make an impact. It's all about fruit that lasts and building places for men to become the husbands, brothers, fathers, and sons. And if you're listening to this and you don't have that, then maybe God is calling you to that. But for right now, until we have that conversation, I just ask to please, you know, consider uh, giving to the ministry because it's really going to help a lot of people. It already has, and it will continue to do so the more we can get out there through marketing and website, re- you know, remodels and all those things. All that revenue goes to help that. This isn't about paying for my way of life. This is about paying for this ministry to, to reach its potential and to go out there and change the church for our Lord. So. I know I talk about this stuff a lot in the beginning. Thank you for listening, guys, but it's because we need the help. So thank you for that. Victor, we're back in here, and today's episode came actually from one of uh, our friends here in Memphis. You know, I reached out yesterday. We had a lot going on mm-hmm. and hadn't had time to really sit down and say, what are we doing this week? And so put it out there to some of our men in our men's group and some other friends and said, what, you know, what do you want to hear a show on? And so one of the guys, he's, you know, an older man, got grandkids and stuff. He, you know, he said, I'd like to hear something on worry and anxiety. He said, you know, I know about how the Bible says, you know, the Lord knows your, 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 the hairs on your head and the birds of the air and all that, which he's talking about Luke 12, 22 through 32, or Matthew, uh, whatever version you're looking at. But he, uh, he was saying, I know about that and I go to it, but I still a lot of times can't beat back these feelings of anxiety. And so I asked him really what he was thinking about. And he said, it's not so much, you know, as, as an older man, I figured it might be like impending death or Am I going to have enough when I retire? It's just the age group that he's in. And he said, well, there's some of that, but it's more of, um, man, what kind of world are my grandkids going to grow up in? Like we live in a post-Christian society and, and I'm not going to be here to protect them, you know, always. And so how are we going to, what are we going to do and how, how are they going to fare and and what's the world going to be like for them? And, and so, you know, I, I thought what a great topic. And I know we've talked about worry and things like that in the past, but I mean, man, we've got over 200 episodes now and a lot of new listeners. So, to go back to some of this would probably be helpful, not only for people listening, but for us too. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you, you want to we want to make the the, the the you say the division between everyday, day to day anxiety and worry, and then those that are clinical, meaning that those who are suffering from like uh, traumatic events that cause anxiety or something like sure. that. So, so obviously those that are needing you know that more intensive therapy, we're all for it. Go yeah. go get that. But what we're we're focusing on is like the things where we worry about. The, the day-to-day things like bills sure. and stuff like that because we all do you know and, yeah. and we know that the paycheck should come and a lot of us do live paycheck to paycheck you know some yeah. of us do have that ability to have a savings account and dip from it whenever things go like where a car all of a sudden needs to be fixed and it's two thousand dollars you know and sure. or something like that so uh we all identify that we all can kind of really understand what that's all about but as you were telling me what the topic of the show was i want to read because I was in philosophy sure. courses back in, in college because I was Not still surprising. wondering, <laughs> what am I doing? And my dad said, so you can be a philosopher or a history? I'm like, I don't know, Dad. It's like both of them. He's like, all right, well, you know, as long as you graduate, you know, and, <laughs> yeah, sure. and here I am in marketing. So there you go. So, um, but he was going to do a quote that's attributed to Socrates, but um, through Plato, who is one of his disciples. And, you know, we talk about how, like, what's going to be for our kids, you know, mm-hmm. what's going to be, you know, what's the world going to be for them? Or this generation is this now, you know? So, yes, yeah, sorry, no, I'll okay. go off topic. But anyways, <laughs> I'm reading this. So, so this is, what, this is the uh, quote attributed to Socrates. I'm going to read this verbatim. 
the children now have luxury, and they show disrespect for elders and love chatter in places of exercise. Children are tyrants, not servants of the households. They, do no, they, they no longer rise when their elders enter the room. They contradict their parents, chatter before company, gobble up dainties at the table, cross their legs, and terrorize uh, over uh, their teachers. So, so really what he's saying is that the youth are out of control today. Well, I think it's been a quote we've had for, for many, many generations. Yeah. You know? um, and, and not to say that, uh, that there isn't a connection, because it kind of is. You know, we all sure. kind of worry about the future of this country, the future of the world. But know that I think every generation struggles with this. You yeah. Know, they, oh, yeah. They say, you know, because we, we're coming from a different perspective of view now. We're like, we're more stable, where we understand. We've learned from our mistakes or struggles and strifes. And then we see our kids who may be doing the same, the road we're going down there, and we try to tell them no, and then they go, I'm not listening. I want to do what I want to do. Sure. And it, it's like a passage of right, you know, that every person has to go through. They learn from experience or they learn from, like, um, watching other people deal with something, you know? Yeah. And that's two ways that people learn. Well, and, I mean, worry and anxiety, like you said, I mean, there is clinical anxiety mm-hmm. in people that need medication or people that really need serious counseling to get through things, you know, tra- traumatic things that might have happened. And then there is the anxiety of just, like, what's the future going to hold or am right. I going to have enough money tomorrow or whatever, you know, we all – no one needs to be explained to about what worry is and what it feels like, right? Um, but it is a thing in our life, and I think it's one of the favorite tools of the devil, because it takes your eye off where you are right now, mm-hmm. you know, what you can actually affect. It plays off the fact that the devil knows, and that's the thing, like we forget about this, the devil knows the kinks in our armor, right? Like he knows how to get under our skin and worry and anxiety is one of them because he knows that we all seek for control. I mean, ever since the garden, Adam and Eve said, you know, when the devil tempted them, they said, yeah, we do want to be like gods. We do want, like, we do want control is right. basically what they were saying. And so, you know, ever he knows that we have that uh, that proclivity, I guess you could say, for for that that in our life is that control, and we all long for it. So he just he he knows what our buttons are, and he starts to push them. Right? He just starts to to go, yeah, this is how I'm going to get him today. Like, oh, they think they're better in their spiritual life, or they're in a good place, or they're in consolation, or whatever. And then he starts mashing those buttons. Well, what about money? Are you going to have enough for your kids? You know, weddings, are you going to have enough for college? Are you going to have enough to retire? I mean, how do you know? You only, you're 44. You only have 15 years or 16 mm-hmm. years, you know, whatever. And he starts putting all this stuff. All of a sudden, you're like huffing and puffing, and you don't even understand why when you were fine a few minutes ago. And and that's what he does. Like, there's a, there's a process that he follows that you can really identify that why anxiety and worry really messes us up. And, um, you know, when we realize when we are doing that, we realize that like it's usually a, f- a future event that we can't control. So that's where all this sets in. And when we begin to worry, it begins to like make us fear, mm-hmm. right? And fear is one of the most motivating things in your life, whether it's a good fear or a bad thing. If you have a fear of the Lord, which is a, a great love of the Lord, that's a great motivating thing. But if you have fear that's in a negative sense, it, it's it's a negative thing, right? Like if you're just afraid, it could be paralyzing a lot of times. What you see in somebody with high anxiety, but um, when, when we begin to worry or have anxiety, we begin to fear. And then that fear breeds in action. Like that's what you see a lot of times with, with people that do, you know, deal with severe anxiety is like, you know, I've seen it at my kid's school when, when I'm there at mass and, and, you know, it's time for a kid to go up for communion or they're, they're supposed to read or something and they're sitting there paralyzed, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't want to move and, and literally have to leave the church. And I know, you know, one of your daughters has experienced this before and, yep. and, uh, and I know plenty of other people that have too, but 
that's the point of it. It, it makes you want – the devil wants you to get to that place where you're inactive, like where you're just – you're paralyzed with fear because then you're, you're useless, right? Like, I don't mean like you're useless, like there's no reason for you to exist useless. I just mean you're, you're inactive. You're not doing anything. Not and he's got you're you. not a threat to him anymore. Right, right? exactly yeah. what I'm trying to say. Thank you for, yeah. for fixing that thought. I couldn't mm-hmm. get fixed. But, but, yeah, it brings it out in action, and then the devil sort of wins in those moments. And the more of those moments he can win – is 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 what he's looking for right in our lives and and so you know we have to remember in our lives that like this is the plot of the devil and that when this is going on that fear is breeding and then we're inactive that this is what he wants because we can't affect the future right no matter how much we think about it no matter how much we want something to be a certain way it's going to the cards are going to fall the way that god has ordained them to fall and so worrying about those things being anxious about those things literally is a waste of our time. And, and again, if you're struggling with this, it may not feel like that, but it, we have to realize that like everything in our life is spiritual warfare, like everything. So many people blow that off. They're like, oh, I'm so tired of hearing about spiritual warfare and blah, 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 blah. It's true. There are, there are pr- powers of principality that are fighting for you all the time. And that's one of the favorite tactics of the evil one. I mean, if you read the screw tape letter, letters or any of that, like it talks about stuff like that in there where he's talking about preoccupying people with other things and what's in front of them. And so, you know, we have to affect this. This The only way we can affect it is by truly surrendering and trusting in the Lord. And I know that's something that sounds easy, but it's not. Um, you know, and there's several there's several things in the Bible that, you know, examples of this where in one of the favorites I like to look at is Mary and Martha. You know, because Jesus says in there, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried over many things. There's need for only one thing. Mm -hmm. And I think we forget that. We kind of blow it off and go, yeah, easy for you to say Jesus. But I mean, Martha, looking at that, there there was a reason she was anxious. She saw Mary sitting at the feet of the master. She's running around doing everything. I don't imagine that the reason she mentioned something to Jesus was just because she was angry for having to do everything. Right. I think there was more to it. Like, she's getting all the time with our Lord, and I want to be with our Lord. And I'm not going to get to be with my Lord because I'm busy doing all this. By the time I'm done, I'm not going to have time. And again, that's a future thing, right? Like because of what's what I'm doing right now, I'm not going to be able to experience this in the future. And that's why he's saying like, look, you you are serving me. You are present to me. You know, be present to this moment, not when I'm gone in an hour or two hours or whatever it is. And and I think that's a, a great reminder of how we have to be in our life is like any sort of worry or anxiety, Lord, I need you right now, right? Like I can't control those things. I have to leave those to you and trust. And, and you see it beautifully in people that at least that I've witnessed in my life that, that have gotten, you know, cancer diagnosis or, or something happens where they have a little bit of time left. And it's like, there's this peace that comes over them eventually when they come to, when they come to peace with it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, you know, I'm not in control. I, I, I have a relationship with our Lord. I'm going to trust that whatever he sees and deems fit is going to happen and that he has a plan. And that's what we have to keep front and center in our life. Well, um, can I go back to that scripture too? Sure, because, yeah, yeah, sure, please. Because um, what's interesting about it too is that, you know, because Lazarus was their brother, obviously their parents probably passed away. We don't know. They never really yeah. talked about it. So, so really, Mary and Martha are run the household. So yeah. they each have responsibility. So Mary was like, you know, Martha, what do you, what do you, wait, Mar- Martha's the one that's busy. Yeah, around. Martha's yeah, the sorry, one ripened, got yeah. the names around. So, but Martha's the one doing all business, and she's saying that Mary's end of the bargain is not, she's not doing it. She's not like filling the waters or, you know, make sure, sure. it was comfortable or whatever, you know, while she's in the kitchen, you know, stuff like that. So she had responsibility was where she was doing 100% of it. Yeah. So when you like, you, if you ever have like a party, right, right? 
and say for instance you know is you and you know usually you're both spouses are trying to make everyone comfortable sure cooking whatever but if one of you just kind of like just checks out you know and you know it's one of those things where there's gonna be like I need, help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need help you know so yeah that's kind of where she's she started from and but also i think you're right too she said i want also to be able to sit and listen what's going on you know because yeah. but she wasn't able to do that because she was allowing the anxiety of like what do people think about my my party when they go they're going to talk about it they're talking about how inadequate it was where they didn't get their food or they ran out of food or no one got their food you know sure that's what she's probably consumed with yeah so, some of that and then the fear just the fear of missing out i mean yeah. which is a huge thing today you know it's a it's a word young people use today is FOMO or whatever, you know, or yeah. an acronym. I guess it's not a word. Thanks to social media. Yeah, yeah but right. like, you know, you know, fear of missing out. And that's a huge thing in our life, you know. And, and that's what I think she was experiencing too was just like, I'm not going to have this moment. Mm -hmm. You know, I should be over there sitting too, but I'm the one over here having to do everything. You know, another, another example in the Bible too is like the rich man with the barns and everything. You know, we talked about that a few weeks ago on another subject matter, but I was looking at it and I'm going, here's this guy that is, is so abundantly blessed, right? Like his problem yeah. isn't, I don't have anything to eat. It's I have too much, right? Like I have too many things and now I don't have to place to, I have a place mm -hmm. to put them. How many times have we, have we, have we found ourselves in that place in our life with anxiety <laughs> and worry? Well, no, I just <laughs> For mean me, like, I mean, I, right. I mean, I've, I've, I felt blessed obviously, sure. but like I said, in the sense of material things, yeah. like dude, I've like, you know, it's always been like one thing to the next, you know, like. Yeah, and, and trying to make sure that we have enough to net meet the next month and so forth, sure. so forth. And, and as you know, when you know, God love um, private education and stuff like that, but it's getting more and more expensive. Yeah, you know, and and it's putting a strain on people like us who want to send their kid to a virtual school to learn about their faith attached to it. And, sure, and it's it, that, that's I mean that's a sidebar comment. Sure, but but yeah, that's the thing that I worry about too. Is is I'm always kind of like, will we have enough? to yeah. make sure that they're comfortable in their setting. Yeah, and that's the thing that so many Bible verses talk about is like the Lord's going to provide. You yeah. just have to believe and wait on it. I mean, it's hard for me in ministry because it's like, okay, I see all this money going out and there may be two months where nothing's really coming in. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, every single time that it happens, like, I mean, you know, I go to the P.O. box and then there's a random check from a co somebody at a conference that wasn't paying me for the conference. Yeah. Just said, you affected my life and here's this. Or somebody just says thinking of you. And, and it really is trust. My, my old Baptist... Uh, pastor told me, you know, I asked him about this when I got in ministry. I said, dude, you've been doing this since you were 21 and you're 50 now, you know, like how have you made, you've got three kids or they're all gone to school, college, mm -hmm. all the stuff or they're on their way to it. And he said, John, like there's been plenty of times when I'm done it with the service and I'm shaking people's hands as they leave. And next thing you know, one of the handshakes, I, there's something in it, you know, and it, it always seems to come at the right time. But what I, what I was saying about the barn stuff is like, sometimes our life, we get a, we get a blessing. Yeah. And then, like, then we worry about what we're going to do with it, right? You know, I mean, of course, I'm not just talking about, like, we have a lot of money or whatever like that. And, you know, like you were saying, it, not having a lot of money. What I meant was just like, okay, I get, you know, I, I get this new truck and then I start to worry about I've got to I've got to wash it. i got to keep it clean all the time. Or, or you know, how I get, you know, we have children. And instead of worrying over the blessing, I mean, being gracious for the, the blessing mm -hmm. and, gra and grateful for the blessing, we're worried about how we're going to pay for diapers, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. Instead of saying, like, look, the Lord has abundantly blessed you. I'm speaking from experience because we had twins, right? And, mm -hmm. I, I mean, as soon as Angela told me, I'm calculating daycare and diapers and all these things. But and, and I was missing the blessing of, like, the Lord just gave you two kids, like, at once. And there's plenty of people in this world that can't have any kids, yeah. right? And 
And, and, and here you are worried about all these other things instead of what's in front of you. And that's really the only thing that we can ever, we can ever uh, worry about. And that's what steals gratitude and things like that is when we're looking ahead to the future and not looking at what we have in front of us. And, you know, the first step in this is really to trust God. And we hear in Scripture all the time where, where they tell us this. I mean, I'm going to read off some verses here um, and give you the verse references for those listening. But the first one, Psalm 94, 19 says, when the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul, right? When I'm worried, I'm anxious over many things. What brings me consolation? Going back to you, right? It's what cheers my soul, it says there in the psalm. So that's a reminder there. We need to go back to the Lord always and center ourselves on on the Lord and our love for him and and look back. A lot of times when we're looking forward, we don't look back at the past to see, okay, I've been worried before and it turned out all right, mm-hmm. right? How many times in our lives, I know I have, I've looked back, I was like, I was so worried about that. And it wasn't a big deal. Right, it really was a big. Even as a kid, like I messed up something, man. When my dad gets home, I'm going to be in really bad trouble, and I'm sick over it all day. And he comes home, he's like, "Please don't do that again." Yeah, I'm like, "That's it," and it's been all day long, like just basically in a cold sweat. Right. So, so me being the oldest and being the the firstborn son, and then my my mom and dad having my sister. and Liz listens to it. I'm, I'm telling on you. So, anyways, where yeah. she got her her first car, and it was like a Ford Explorer. So I was like always careful. Everything that I was given, I was like very careful. Like I always had like probably anxiety, like don't screw this up, Vic. Sure. Kind of thing, you know, sure. Mentality. Well, what's what's funny is that she um, she is a different spirit. I mean, I love her to death, and she's just like I'm just gonna go and do it. You know, mm-hmm. and me, I'm I'm totally anxious about everything and analyze everything before I make those decisions. Well, in a, in a sidebar again, but anyway, she's she's in her car and somehow she goes through the fence. Oh wow! And of course, I'm not there when it happens. I get there and I see what's going on, and it was like, well, I you know miss misplaced the pedals. I guess you could say. Yeah. I'm going. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> wait till Dad gets here. He's gonna really enjoy this. You know. Yeah. He's like, well, at least you're not hurt. I'm like, what? I mean, if I did that, I'd be like, you're paying for this. You know, you're oh, doing yeah. this. Yeah. I had two so, sisters. Right. I that too. So, you know, and that's that's the love of the father, you know. I mean, yeah. we, we think he's going to be judgmental, but the love of the father is really like, I'm sorry that happened. You know, yeah. let's, let's come back to me. You yeah, know? no, yeah. you're exactly right. right. And it, it just, it, the scripture, like I said, is always reminding us of that. Here's another one. Matthew, <clears throat> excuse me, 634. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. Mm-hmm. Again, don't worry about the future. Worry about what's right, right now because you have things to deal with in front of you. You have things to be grateful for. You have things to you know to appreciate in front of you. Uh, another one is um, Matthew six twenty seven. so preceding that 634. And can any of you by worrying at a single hour to your lifespan, right? Like, so here's the thing talking about when I'm not here. Like, I wish I was here more for my grandchildren. I wish I could be. Well, you can't be, right. right? So, like, you know, not any longer than God deems to be fit. You can't sit there and protect them all their life. So why worry over that? Because you're losing what you could be doing for them right now today, right? And that's what I told uh, the man that, that wanted this show was you really, like, what instead of worrying about not being here, spend the time you have helping them grow into such a faith that, that they're, they're going to be well protected when you're not here. Like that's what we need to be worried about is not how are they going to fend then because you're not worried about um, um, preparing them today, yeah. right? So that's what we have to keep our eyes on. One of my favorites from Romans eight thirty eight thirty nine, and this is really what this show's about is, for I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height 
nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Right? No matter what it is, nothing is going to be able to separate us from our Lord. And, and we forget that so easy. You know, the devil just has a way of putting so many things in front of us that we forget the one thing that's the most important, that trust and that love of God. That God is all the time, like, standing with his arms around us. We have guardian angels. We have legions of angels. We have our Lord. We have our Lady. We have all of these saints, all of these people, the, the, the communion of saints. They're there to protect us, that are there watching us, praying for us, guiding over us. And so easily we forget that. It's like squirrel. Mm-hmm. You know, and we forget what's right in front of us is, is our Lord and, and the invitations like this. You know, here's another one. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. That's First Peter 5, 7. So again, to your point, this is a loving God. This isn't a God that says, well, I made you and fend for yourself. And he's Sorry. not the Greek yeah. God. Sorry, I didn't go your way. Right. You're not, <laughs> you're, you don't exist right. to, be tor- to, for, to be fun for the gods to torment, right? right? We're not Greeks. You know, this is, or I guess some of us are Greeks, but you're not Greeks of old, right? Right. This, this, is, uh, this is a God who cares for you and wants your best. And then, you know, the last one I have here, or the second to last one, do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. You know, this is Philippians 4, 6. You know, don't worry about it. Don't sit here and wish for it. Talk to God about it. If you're worried about something or you need something or you lack something in your life, don't let anxiety paralyze you and, 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 and have your focus on the future. Ask God for it. Lord, you know my needs. You know, because he does. It, that's the back to the point of he knows every hair on your head. Mm-hmm. Right? He doesn't have to be told what you need to have in your life because it's already planned out. And then the last one, another really important one, 1 Timothy first, uh, 1.7. God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. The spirit of power and love comes from the Holy Spirit that's within us, but it's activated by that self-discipline. That's really what we're talking about here is this trust in God. Like if I want to avoid anxiety and worry and all these things, then I have to, I have to physically, I have to train myself. Just like if you were trying to run a marathon, you got to get in shape. You got to know what to do. You got to be able to understand your body and figure out how you're feeling, when to press and when to not, when to rehydrate, all of those things. This is the same thing with with what it's saying here is like self-discipline. I know this is an issue in my life, so I know I've got to train myself to return to God immediately when the devil, you know, deploys this tactic in my life. I've got to do that. So it really is a self-discipline thing. And that's the whole Christian life, all of it. Is, is, is constant training from the time that we are aware that we have a Savior, that we have a way of life to follow, that, that is the difference between hell or eternal separation from God and eternal glory with God is training ourselves to be able to, to become a saint. Mm-hmm. And that's part of this training. So th- that's the answer, and it always seems like the answer, but it's we really have to trust in God. There's no way around it, Victor, because when we don't trust in him, we're fighting the medication we need. And it's why we feel that worry and anxiety because we can't control it, right? Like the medication we're looking for, the the get out of jail free card is that is that mm-hmm. trust in the Lord. Last couple of things here. There's some saints here that say the same sort of thing. Saint Catherine of Siena, one of my favorite saints, she says, "And of what should we be afraid? Our captain on this battlefield is Christ Jesus." And again, we're in a battle, right? A spiritual battle all the time. If you don't think that's true, then you really need to go back in and look at Scripture, read the saints. And just look at life in general. And, and every time you're being a, like you're having bad days or things aren't going your way or you feel really depressed, it's a spiritual battle. So she's saying our captain on this battlefield is Christ Jesus. We have discovered and what we have to do. Christ has bound our enemies for us and weakened them that they cannot overcome us unless we so choose to let them. When we worry and we, and we have anxiety, we are choosing to let the devil win in our life in that moment. 
So we must fight courageously and mark ourselves with the sign of the most holy cross. So she's saying do the sign of the cross, which does what? Leads us into prayer most of the time, right? Get out of yourself. Go and be there with the Father. St. Gerard, who except God can give you peace? Stop looking for peace in everything else, right? You're not going to find it. Look for it in God the Father and in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is where you're going to find peace in those moments of worry and anxiety. And then St. Padre Pio, another massively wonderful saint. So much so the devil used to torment him by levitating him and setting his bed on fire and everything Mm -hmm. else. But he says, if certain thoughts bother you, it is the devil who causes you to worry and not God, who being the spirit of peace grants you tranquility. So again, worry, anxiety, negativity. It's tactics of the devil. It's it's the devil trying to screw your life up, take your taking your attention off of the things of the present and of our Lord. So we have to to listen to these saints. We have to listen to Scripture. And so, at the end of the day, Victor, this is the cool thing about it: is we have to remember with anxiety, with evil, with lies, with anything sinful, the Lord allows it. Why? So that it draws us back to Him. Mm-hmm. Right, that's it. He allows that worry and that anxiety, and it urges us and it moves us to the one thing that will soothe us, which is Him. So when we look at these things, we've, we've got to stop looking at them with fear. right? When we go, oh man, I'm getting anxious and worried. No, this is a reminder that I need to return to God. Maybe I haven't prayed in several days. Maybe I haven't given God any time in my life in the last few days. So my defenses are weakened, and the devil's coming in for that attack in that moment. Again, there are people that have way beyond what we're talking about problems with anxiety. But just the everyday tricks that the devil and the snares he puts in front of us, mm-hmm. we have to remember that these things are, are not always, you don't look at them in a negative light. Look at this as like, wow, this is an invitation from our Lord to return to him. Because if you give the devil all the, all the due and all the attention that he wants, you're going the wrong direction. Yeah. Those things should be, let's realize it, let's turn from it, and let's go back to the one that can help us. So Victor, I mean, this is a big deal in everybody's life. I know it's easy to sit up here and preach. And talk about these things like we do on here. Uh, we are not. Uh, you can ask my wife who's sitting in the other side of the room. I am not um, impervious to worry. In fact, it's one of my my worst uh, things I deal with in my life, especially in ministry and, and everything else. So when we talk about these things, please don't take this as if we're preaching to you as if we're perfect and fixed. We're not. That's where the show comes from. Is just to remind ourselves. Yeah, to yeah. remind ourselves as right. much as anybody else. So guys, again. The answer is trust. The answer is looking at those moments, not as negative, but as positive in a return to God. So let's try to do that in our lives. Victor, let's take it to prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, like Mary, many of us are anxious and worried over many things. So many of our concerns and anxieties are about things that we have no control over. Help us to completely surrender everything in our lives to you. And Lord, whenever we feel worthy, or excuse me, worry and anxiety coming over the things we can't control, Let it serve as a reminder that you are inviting us to place our total trust in you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.